Thanks for checking out the Power Place audio podcast. The Power Place exists to help you encounter the Lord's presence daily, to empower you with His Spirit and His Word so that you can engage your world. Here at the Power Place, we believe the Bible from cover to cover. And our prayer is that as you listen, the absolute truth of God's Word would bring complete freedom to every area of your life. Seeing a homeless guy begging on the street, a woman took pity on him, gave him a handful of change. Thank you, said the homeless man. Your generosity is much appreciated. You know, my life used to be great, but just look at the state of me now. How do you mean, she said. Well, he explained, I was a multimillionaire. I had bank accounts all over the world with hundreds of thousands of dollars deposited in each. So where did it all go wrong, she asked. The homeless man sighed and he said, I forgot my mother's maiden name. Hey, good morning. Welcome to the Power Place. So good to see you here today. We're in a place right now where we as a church will not allow our children to be indoctrinated with the woke agenda of our day. We need a school that isn't interested in teaching unbiblical thoughts, gender fluidity, etc. Because the, the liberal agenda doesn't work here. We are pro-life, pro-identity, pro-Bible, and pro-Jesus. We're not aligned with the world's thinking, and we believe enough is enough. And so the Power Place Academy is opening September 2022. We'll be using curriculum that provides educational materials written from a biblical worldview that focuses on academic rigor and encourages critical thinking. And some of you have asked about the possibility of providing scholarship funding for the school. It takes $6,000 to bless a student with a godly education for a year. Our grandkids are going to be in the school. So Christy and I are investing. And I'm, I'm just crazy enough to believe that there are people in this house who would love to invest in training a child in the way that they should go. When they're old, they will not depart from it. So there's a lot of startup costs and tuition to be, uh, we we want to give tuition help as best we can. And so the ushers, if you're interested in a, a donation pledge card, our ushers have those. And we'll quickly come to you if you'll raise your hand. Our ushers do have those, right? They're going to get those to you as soon as possible. Okay. Uh, $6,000 investment for the, the future of, of our children and our grandchildren. 6000 the first student. 4000 the second student. 2000 for additional students after that. So if, if you're interested in giving towards the Power Place Academy and, and allowing s- some students to go 
at a, a cheaper rate and you'd like to donate, uh, grab a card today and uh, I don't see the cards yet. There's, the cards are coming. Cards are coming. There they are. If you're interested, raise your hand and, and grab one of these pledge cards. And uh, also, if you're interested in signing up for the school, do that now. Uh, there's only 54 students allowed this next year, according to our space. And so if you'll sign up now, if you're interested, and realize that we are a, a parent partnership discipleship school. Uh, you as a parent need to be on the same page, modeling and teaching the same things, invested by your lifestyle. Not every family will qualify, but, but I believe there are those who are interested in raising up uh, young men and women of God who are going to be world changers. Amen? Amen. So here's where we're at. Just like Jonathan said to his armor bearer about the Philistine army, he said, let's go. Perhaps the Lord will act in our behalf. Let, let's take a step of faith. Let's, let's step out and, and see what God will do. Because nothing can hinder the Lord from saving, whether by many or by few. That was Jonathan's take. He's like, I'm tired of sitting here, tired of just allowing the Philistines to keep us locked down. Let's go. Let's step out in faith and let's see what God will do. Perhaps the Lord will act on our behalf. I feel like I've done that with a lot of things in my life. And there are moments when I feel like with Jonathan and his armor bearer, I, it's not in the Bible, but God did step in at some point. And I'm thinking God's sitting there going, oh, there they go again. Angels, angels, come on. You got to help those guys. They can't take on that army by themselves. And so God sent his, the Bible says God sent a, a, a panic through the enemy camp. God's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ask or think. And he'll move as he sees us step out in faith. I believe the Lord is once again saying, oh, there they go again. When we came here to start this church, God said, Ah, oh, they're doing it again. Let's go. Let's help them out. And the Lord acts on our behalf as we step out in faith, trusting the Lord every step of the way. Amen? Amen. Amen. Well, today we begin a new series entitled Next Level Faith. We're going to be walking through some of the Old Testament. The Old Testament still speaks today. And today I want to talk about Noah. We have a new grandbaby. Uh, I mean, he's not brand new, but he, he's new, to, new enough that... In fact, did I see Blake here today? Little Blake is here. Brittany brought Blake today. Brittany, welcome back. Brittany and Billy had their, their first, and uh, we're excited about that. Little Blake, she's a beautiful, beautiful little girl. But... So Staten, Staten Keys, Burkirk, is our newest grandbaby. I'm not sure Staten knows his name because he's called by Tony, Statoni Baloney, uh, 
Tonus, Tone Tone. He, he, I'm sure he's going to grow up saying, I have no idea what my name is, but I'm, I'm coming to eat. <laughs> we take time to feed him, to change him, to clothe him. And he's a child. And he just accepts that we're doing everything for his good. He trusts us. He has full faith in us. Simple, childlike faith. And Jesus said that's the way you have to receive the kingdom of God, like a little child. That's the kind of faith you need. Full faith, full trust in your heavenly father. Luke chapter 18, verse 15. People were also bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me. Do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. That's a huge statement. You have to have childlike faith. It's imperative. Little Tony, Statoni Baloney, that's what I like to call him. He's not pushing back, looking at us like, are you sure? He just has faith that what we're doing is for his good. Full trust, full faith. And I'll just tell you, we're not going to let him down. Not while I'm alive. Not going to let him down. In this year of expansion, it's going to take next level faith, true biblical faith to move forward and take ground like God's asking us to do. It's going to take next level faith to open a school this fall. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus than to trust and obey. It's an old hymn that I learned growing up. When you walk with the Lord in the light of his word. I don't know the rest of it right now, but it's a simple truth if you'll just trust and obey Obey what God's asking you to do. Trust that he knows what he's doing. It's, it's the basis for happiness and joy in the Christian faith. One of our core values here at the power place is obedience. Somebody say obedience. Obedience, obedience is the key to life. It is. It's the key to life. It's the key to life more abundantly. And so we live by the nudge of the Holy Spirit and the power of God's word. And as he leads, we follow. And around here, we choose bold, untamed faith. We don't live by what we see or feel. We live by the word of God. We obey his word. If God said it, I believe it, that settles it. I heard that growing up. Expectation is the breeding ground for miracles. 
When you come fully expecting with faith, miracles begin to take place. Miracles take place as we step out in expectant faith. My my granddaughter called me yesterday. She FaceTimed me. She said, Coogie, is this a good time to talk? I said, no, I'm at Lowe's trying to figure something out. I said, I'll call you right back because I couldn't figure it out. Got it figured out, called London back. She said, Coogie, I just want to share with you, I'm reading your book, Daily Do. And she said, I just want to share with you one thing that really stuck out to me and is, it just really impressed me. I said, what is that, London? She said, remember when you wrote about the church down in Florida, Brownsville Assembly of God, where the revival was, and how you saw all the people lined up at the door waiting for hours to get in to church. And you said, nothing special is happening here except people are showing up expectant. And you can have that at your home church if you'll just show up with an expectant faith. I remember going to Brownsville and I I got into the service finally after waiting in line to get in church, okay? Waiting in line in Florida in 100 degree weather to get into church. And thousands of people are waiting in line to get into church just to have church. And when church started, there was this level of expectancy. There was this faith level that anything can happen here. Because where God's presence is, anything good can happen. And I was sitting in the balcony the first service that I ever went to, and I I looked at Christy and I said, This isn't anything but what I grew up with. This is what I remember growing up in. There's nothing special going on here. People are just expectant. They're expecting God to do something. And he did. And he always does. When we come with expectant faith. It's starting to happen here. And that's what I told London. I said, do you notice that that's happening at the power place? People are coming with expectance. Now, you can come in with no expectancy. You can, you can just, you can float in and float out and never get anything from God. But here at the power place, We're living in expectancy. And I'll tell you, the power place is here because we stepped out in expectant faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. He spoke something into nothing. 
and something showed up. Let there be light, and there was. By faith, Abel brought God a better offering than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as righteous when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, Abel still speaks even though he's dead. And I'm, I'm thinking of my grandpa right now. Even though he's dead, he's still speaking to me. The things that he stepped out and did by faith are still speaking today. Why was Cain's, or Abel's offering better than Cain's offering? Because Abel knew what God wanted. He had a relationship. Verse five, by faith, Enoch was taken from this life and so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. <laughs> For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an altar to save his family, built an ark to save his family. Some of you didn't even know that I messed it up. He built an ark to save his family. I feel like we're building an ark over here in the school to save our families. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that is in keeping with faith. Faith's a big deal. Faith changes how you perceive everything. You begin to see Things that others can't see because you see through eyes of faith. Christy and I were the only ones who could see the power place 19 years ago by faith. Well, we couldn't physically see it, but we knew that God had spoken to our spirits and said, start a church. It's called the power place. Most everyone else was warning about everything that could go wrong, everything that might happen. They were trying to try and hard asking questions making comments, trying to destroy our faith. And yet we saw through eyes of faith. And as I said this morning, we're sitting in the middle of a miracle by faith. Noah led by example with his faith. He did what God told him to do. Genesis chapter five, verse five. The Lord saw how great the wickedness of the human race had become on the earth, that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I've created and with them the animals, the birds, the creatures that move along the ground for I regret that I have made them. Verse eight, but Noah 
found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Everybody else was wicked, but Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah was a righteous man, blameless among the people of his time, and he walked faithfully with God. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. Could it be that the Lord is looking for someone like Noah today? Is it possible? He's looking for someone who will faithfully walk with God. Someone who's blameless among the people of their time. Someone who sticks out. Someone who sticks out in the crowd. Not just floating downstream with the rest of society. I've always said you can throw a dead fish in the water. It'll float downstream. You got to be alive and got some energy in you to go upstream. I've watched the salmon up in, in uh, Oregon, Washington, go up that river, going back against the flow, jumping out of the water, going for it to get back home. That's the kind of faith you've got to have. That's what Noah looked like. Someone who's willing to go against the current. Verse 11, now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I'm surely going to destroy both them and the earth. So make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it, coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you're to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof. An opening one cubit high all around. Put a door on the side of the ark. Make lower, middle, and upper decks. I'm going to bring floodwaters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it, everything on earth will perish. But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You're to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, every kind of animal, every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Isn't that interesting? God brought the animals to Noah. He didn't have to go search for them. They came to him. You're to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and them. Verse 22. Read it with me. Noah did. One more time together. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. So what does next level of faith look like? That. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Say it again, obedience is the key to life. As he speaks and leads, we follow his nudge. Because of that, we win. When you live in obedience, you win. Anybody have kids? How about the, the obedient ones? They win. How about the disobedient ones? They lose. Because they're not listening and obeying. 
And because of that, they suffer consequences, some harsher than others. When you live in obedience to God, you win. It's just so simple. My older brother was a wild one when he was a child. He got spanked all the time. And I watched. I'm two years behind him. And I watched. And I watched the pain and I watched the suffering and I watched the stupidness that he lived. And I'm thinking, I don't have to do that. Come on. I can learn from someone else's example. He was strong-willed. My parents molded and shaped that strong will into a force that came to be reckoned with with uh, the enemy. And my brother changed lives because of his strong will. But it had to be molded and shaped. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Genesis 7, the Lord then said to Noah, go into the ark, you and your whole family, because I found you righteous in this generation. Take with you seven pairs of every kind of clean animal, male and its mate, one pair of every kind of unclean animal, male and its mate, and also seven pairs of every kind of bird, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive through the earth, male and female, to keep their various kinds alive through the earth. Male and female, isn't that interesting? There's, there's only two, male and female, and it, it helps you keep their various kinds alive throughout the earth. It's, I, I, it's just right there. I could camp there a while, but I probably won't. Male and female. And it, it wasn't, it wasn't, are you or are you not? I'm not sure which was pretty clear. Seven days from now, I'll send rain on the earth for 40 days and 40 nights, and I'll wipe from the face of the earth, every living creature I've made. Verse five. And Noah did all the Lord commanded him. So what's faith look like? Right there, that, 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 that right there. Noah did all the Lord commanded him. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Noah did all that the Lord commanded him. And he was old. Verse 6 says Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. Some days I feel old at 64. <laughs> Noah and his sons, his wife, and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Pairs of clean and unclean animals and birds and all the creatures that moved along the ground, male and female. <laughs> came to Noah. And entered the ark as God had commanded Noah. After the seven days of flood waters came on the earth. In the 600th year of Noah's life, on the 17th day of the second month, on that day all the springs of the great deep burst forth, the floodgates of the heavens were opened, and rain fell on the earth 40 days and 40 nights. This is an unleashing of 
of all the water at God's disposal. This isn't just, it rained a lot. No, the floodwaters broke forth from the springs of the earth. Like water came from above, from below, and just covered everything. And on that very day, Noah and his sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, together with his wife and the wives of his three sons, entered the ark. They had with them every wild animal according to its kind, all livestock according to their kinds, every creature that moves along the ground according to its kind, every bird according to its kind, everything with wings. Pairs of all creatures that are the breath of life in them came to Noah, came to Noah and entered the ark. The animals going in were male and female of every living thing as God had commanded Noah Then the Lord shut him in. For 40 days, the flood kept coming on the earth and as the waters increased, they lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters rose and increased greatly on the earth. And the ark floated on the surface of the water. They rose greatly on the earth. And all the high mountains and the entire heavens were covered. That's how much water there was. Mount Everest was covered with water. The waters rose and covered the mountains to a depth of more than 15 cubits. Every living thing that moved on land perished. Birds, livestock, wild animals, all the creatures that swarm over the earth and all mankind. Everything on dry land that had, that had the breath of life in its nostrils died. Every living thing on the face of the earth was wiped out. People and animals and the creatures that move along the ground, and the birds were wiped from the earth. Only Noah was left and those with him in the ark. The waters flooded the earth for 150 days. I hear people t say all the time, how could a just God make people go to hell? How could, how could he send them to hell? Scripture tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, no, not one. The only way to be righteous in God's sight is to allow Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. God doesn't send people to hell he simply allows them to do what they want to do. Everyone has a free will, a free choice. God is not sending you to hell. You're choosing to go there by not accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So well, I don't believe in hell. You will someday. It, it's not, I don't believe in hell. So therefore it doesn't exist. Okay. You probably may not believe in gravity, but it exists. You can't see it, but it's really there. You, you may have struggle believing this story, but it's not a story. This is factual history. And whether you choose to believe or not doesn't negate the truth. You will stand before God someday and give an account for how you lived on this earth. And there's only two choices. Jesus or Satan. Two choices. That's it. Heaven or hell. So hell can't be all that bad. I've got a lot of friends down there. We're going to party. We could get into a, a whole hell story here, but the reality is if you read the word of God, 
hell was created for the devil and his angels. And the devil is miserable and misery loves company. And he wants to take you there with him. He wants you to be miserable with him. But as long as the power place is here, we're not going to allow that to happen. Because we're going to give you a choice to follow Jesus every single time we meet. Genesis chapter 8, verse 13. I got a lot of scripture today, but you just hang with me. We'll, we'll get to the end of this. Because we're talking about next level faith. This is what it looks like. When everyone else looks at you like you're crazy, and yet you know you're aligned with God and his word. Nothing can shake that. Verse 13, by the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, it's almost a year in that ark. The water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark, saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then Noah's, God said to Noah, come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. That's why you had the male and the female. And it's not really about your preference. So Noah came out, and I'm not, I, well, never mind. Noah came out together with his sons and his wife and his son's wives and all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land come, came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. Wait a minute, Noah, you only got a few. Don't kill them. Oh. But God desires a sacrificial life. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, never again will I curse the ground because of humans even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. It's still happening today because the earth has endured. Chapter nine, then God blessed Noah and his son saying to them, be fruitful and increase in number and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on all the beasts of the earth and on all the birds of the sky, on every creature that moves along the ground and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. In Noah's day, the, animal, the animals came to him and then God turned things around and said, they're gonna run from you now but I'm giving them into your hands. Peter's all upset about this because he goes on in verse three and says, everything that lives and moves about will be food for you. Come on, somebody. Just as I gave you the green plants, all you vegetarians, I now give you everything. 
Verse 8, then God said to Noah and to his sons with him, I, will, I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will all life be destroyed by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, this is the sign of the covenant I'm making between me and you and every living creature with you, a covenant for all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. I'll just pause here for a second and say it's, it's God's rainbow. Ain't nobody have authorization to claim it for themselves. So you, you sound mad at people. I'm not. And neither is God because he loves you so much that he gave his only son to die on the cross for you, for your sins, so that you can stand in righteousness before him. What an awesome God. I have set my rainbow in the clouds and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth, the rainbow appears in the clouds. I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it. And remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, this is the sign of the covenant I've established between me and all life on the earth. That's the story of Noah. What a man of faith. We're blessed today because of Noah's next level faith. But faith isn't faith unless you put it into action. God told Noah to build an ark. I don't, I've never seen an ark before. Let me tell you how to do it. Okay, but it looks really hard. Never built a school before. I know. I've never planted a church before. I hadn't. This is all new to me. It still feels new. Every step is a step of faith. Just doing what God asks us to do and simply stepping out and believing that he's going to come rushing our way to help us as he encourages us. Do this, do this. Here's what you do next. Faith is action. James says, what good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm, well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if it's not accompanied by action, is dead. <coughs> It's time for action. What do you need to do to show the faith that you have? Some of us have been talking and talking and talking and nothing has gotten accomplished because all we're doing is talking. And it's just words. And you got to put some action 
to your words. Show me your faith. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. I don't have it yet, but I got the faith that's going to create it. It's the evidence of things I can't see yet. Noah couldn't see the flood that was coming. He couldn't see the destruction that was coming, but he heard the voice of God say, build an ark, get your family inside, bring the animals, because I want to keep this thing going, and I'm going to use you. And so Noah did everything the Lord commanded him to do. Next level faith. Time to go to a whole new level. Hebrews eleven six, and I close with this. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You can't live by faith and walk in fear. Fear will paralyze you. You won't tithe because you don't believe that God is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So you'll hoard your money. You'll find out later on that you hoarded to your detriment. You won't discipline your children because you don't believe the word of God that says, spare the rod, spoil the child. You'd rather be their friend and allow them to develop bad habit patterns that they're going to have to deal with later on in life rather than be their parent and mold and shape them into the warrior that they can be, the warrior they're supposed to be. The Bible says children are a gift of the Lord. He gives them to us and expects us to unwrap them to share their uniqueness with the world. He expects us to unwrap them and, and mold and shape them into the God warriors they're supposed to be. It's our responsibility. But you won't do that if you're filled with, filled with fear and not with faith. You won't do what God wants you to do because you're afraid that he's going to let you down. I can just tell you this, the power place wouldn't be here if we didn't have faith. And God has never let us down. He's been faithful every step of the way. In fact, you won't even get saved. You won't give your life to him. You won't allow him to change your life. You won't come to him because you don't believe that he is and that he can be trusted. You just keep living your life the way you've always lived it and going down the same rotten paths you've always been down. But you need to exercise your faith. The Bible says that God has given to everyone a measure of faith. And so you need to exercise that faith by coming to him, by believing that he is, and that he is a rewarder. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. 
For he who comes to him must believe that he is, that he's a rewarder. You got to believe that he is, that he's a rewarder. If you'll just diligently seek him, he will reward you for that. Just like he did Noah. Just like he's done in, in Christianized life. He's a rewarder. That's the God we serve. What an awesome God. Stand with me, please. No more fear. No more fear of what might happen if I step out in faith and do what God's asked me to do. No more relying on my own abilities, but coming fully to God, trusting that He is, that He's a rewarder. If I'll just diligently seek Him, I love you, Lord. Come on, let's worship him just for a moment. Lift your hands, your voices. Lord, we love you. We magnify your name. You are worthy, Lord. None like you, Jesus. None like you, Jesus. None like you, Jesus. Oh, you're worthy, 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 Lord. Worthy of my praise. Worthy of all glory. You are worthy, Lord. Yes, you are. I magnify you. I glorify you. You're worthy, Lord. You're worthy, Lord. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy is your name. Holy is your name, Lord. Oh, you're worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord. I bless you. I magnify you. I glorify you, Lord. You are worthy. Holy is the Lord. Holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 
some of you here this morning you like the idea of God when it gets personal just a bit too much today I believe is a day for somebody to step to the next level with your faith You talk about God. In fact, everybody around you thinks that you know him. But there's not that relationship yet that has changed every area of your life. And Jesus wants to change you today. And I want to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus, to start a relationship that will change the trajectory of your life, that will take your your faith to a whole nother level. Thanks for checking out the PowerPlace audio podcast. If you want more resources for your walk with the Lord, you can visit us online at www.thepowerplace.org. You can check us out on YouTube and Facebook at The PowerPlace Church if you want to watch the service online. And if you want to give, you can text any amount to 84321 or visit the church website.